what pushes his mind to that is that, you know yes there was this one instance of almost being murdered but at the same time he was already in that hyper aggressive mindset in the beginning of the episode Hello and welcome to another damn anime podcast. My name is Nick and I'll be your host. Uh, here with me is my good buddy, Joe. Joe, how you doing? Doing all right, man. How about yourself? Doing okay. Um, I'm just excited to get back into Nier uh, Automata, the anime. Uh, so we are here uh, talking about episode, episode 7, right? It's episode 7. It's what right? it should be, yeah. but it's not episode 7. <laughs> It's episode four. Uh, so, uh, as you probably already know, the um, the animation studio, the people that animate and do this show, uh, they all got COVID, or enough of them got COVID that it set them back by three weeks. So, we're kind of three weeks behind the original schedule, but that's okay because uh, now we're back and better than ever. Yeah. So anyway, so. Uh, it's kind of hard to remember what was going on the, when we left off, um, but basically, uh, now I'm actually trying to remember what happened. Uh, they ended up meeting the uh, the variant, uh, the machine right. life form. Uh, you know, the one that evolved quickly, and you know, pretty boy who got murdered instantly. Then pretty boy number two spouted from inside of him, and they were naked. That's kind of where it ended. Yes, yeah. and they were definitely, they were both naked. That's, so that was very odd. Um, yeah, so so yeah, so where we start with this episode four is um, sort of cold open on some machines and they are doing a play, some sort of Shakespearean style play uh, in front of other machines. And I don't think the contents of the play really matter um, at least in my estimation, they didn't, but it was very like, like knights and kings and stuff like that sort of play. And one of the, one of the machines pretends to die. And, um, it's very, it's very strange. And then it kind of cuts from that and goes into the intro song. Um, so it's, uh, just another little, it's a little bit of a setup for what's going to be happening next and a little bit of a continuation on, Hey, these machines are acting really strangely. Um, but, uh, once the, uh, once the intro song and theme ends, we, um, are put back into the resistance camp with 2B and 9S and they are explaining the weird, Goings on with the uh, mutant machines, what they call it, but basically the naked man that sprang out of the egg, and the other naked man that sprang out of that first naked man. Um, and so they're explaining what was going on there to Lily and to Jackass. Now, quick aside. So I went back and played a little bit more of the opening of uh, Near Automata. And I found Jackass. Jackass is a real character, as everyone that has played the game uh, more recently than I have probably remembers. But it was a, it is, it's like a character that's right where 
she is in the in the show, but I don't know. Maybe there's more to her and what she does um, than I remember, or than than I ever actually played. Maybe some kind of side mission or something. But anyway, so just a quick in, quick out, and I was like, oh, there's Jackass. I guess I have to feel really stupid now for not remembering that and for saying I maybe think it's a made up character and not really part of the game. So I guess I'm gonna eat shit now. Uh, anyway. Yep, and it's preserved forever on the internet. So yep. 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 Uh, It'll be on your tombstone. <laughs> forgot, jackass. Yeah, that'll be on my tombstone. So anyway, so all that happened, and um, yeah, so it's kind of like a little, a little intro. Like, hey, we did. That. I kind of wonder if they were gonna always have it be that way. Probably because it feels like a just enough of a recap to feel natural but not so much that it's like we had to add that in uh because we had all these weeks of of off time but nevertheless i'm glad that they had it um so yeah so anything that you can think of you want to add or do you think we can jump on to the next point oh well um so you know in the very beginning as you know as it given a discussion about that um they're kind of I mean, it's it's pretty much as you said. Then later on, uh, I don't know if you're about to get to this, but when they go back to the space station with the commander, mm, yeah, uh, that's the next thing. Yeah, so they're yeah they end up getting a uh, briefing from the moon, uh, the disembodied voice, uh, and then they finally label those two variants uh, of the you know machine life forms, and the the evolution uh, they call them is uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, so. You know, essentially one is born and then the other one is born from the first so that that kind of makes sense but they also in a nutshell just quickly say uh we're not giving you reinforcements deal with it uh you you know use the resistance um you know as fodder pretty much and um they also say like you know we'll we'll deal with the variants like adam and eve and and other one other ones that might come up uh you know on like a case-by-case basis for yeah. the, you know so it's like that is everything boiled down to you know and me paraphrasing like heavily yeah so um you might be uh, like I, I couldn't remember if they had actually said the name adam and eve so uh, they did. okay good because i was like because I, I just uh i can remember if i was remembering that from the game or if they actually said it so i'm glad they actually said it so yeah that is um adam, yeah, adam and eve. told eve yeah so you know, okay that's exactly what the disembodied voice calls it Good, good. Okay, so, um, so yeah, that occurred, and the commander seemed to be kind of frustrated with the disembodied voice, and that it was that it's basically just telling her tough shit. You gotta just keep doing the mission as as it is. So, um, yeah, things are definitely not uh, going the way that our heroes. Uh, want them to go seemingly, but the the next scene uh, kind of smash cut over to to uh, be a nine S heading to the well they head to this um I guess it's sort of like a castle but uh, upon entering the kind of castle gates they see all these machines and they're like parading they're literally in in um, so it's an amusement park actually they're well, heading yeah. to an amusement park but the right before that i was going to quick throw in that they 
Uh, they do have they do have a weird edit as well, where they're just standing on top of a roof of the building, kind of getting oh, yeah. a lowdown uh, explanation of what's a briefing, what's going on, and why they're going to where they're going. They, um, and during one of the background scenes, you see a shuttle launch essentially, and um, that's when Nine S explains to be like, yeah, they're they're sending supplies. You know, there's no way to get supplies up on the moon and up in you know at the stations. So they're launching resources from planet side up to space. Um, so like they they're very much dependent on what's going on on the planet. Yeah. So um, so it's kind of like well, if they're dependent on what's going on on the planet, but they're using the resistance for fodder, it seems kind of like hey, they control what you I don't know what you consume or what you eat or whatever. So that seems like a poor plan to treat the resistance in a shitty way. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's actually kind of an important scene. I think, uh, I, I just forgot to, to, to mention it, but yeah, they decide to head to the amusement park. Um, yeah, there was a previous radio, uh, or they lost contact with the group there and the message that the commander gave them was, the last radio interception was something like um, this. It's an amusing stage or something like that. And that it just cuts off there. Uh, so that it was like really cryptic and really unknown. It's just like, uh, uh, yeah. So as you mentioned, they, when they get to the amusement park, they just see it's the, it's like the, it's like the Mickey mouse parade or whatever at Disney. It's just everyone doing their, you know, all, but they're all the machine life forms. And they, so they're the first thing they're like, wait, okay. These are the ones that aren't attacking us. Uh, cause they're all yellow eyed essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all just kind of doing their thing and they're like, well, okay, I guess we'll just bypass this and go deeper into the facility. Um, and it's, it's pretty quickly that they, that they go inside and they end up in that, uh, in this, uh, the, the theater area that we saw at the beginning of the episode. Um, and, uh, is it here that they see them doing a play still? Um, so because... they start out with it a little bit, and then that's when they introduce the the boss, as it were. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so so yeah, so I, I don't know if they actually say the name of the boss, so maybe we won't say that here. Um, but I, I just know it from the game. But essentially, it is this it is this ultra tall robot. Um, and it's it, it looks like a woman with a dress, but like kind of hideous and strange. Um, and it kills the some of the other machines uh, that were doing the play. Um, um, and it's wearing the other Yoha uh, units, the the previous right. one. It, it's it has them. So essentially, the uh, the mechanical skeleton, uh, and it's a that it's adorning itself as like jewelry, essentially. And you keep on hearing it talk about like, "Am I beautiful?" or something like that. Um, because yeah. you, you every now and then you get these snippets of flashback from the robot's perspective. Uh, of trying of like a guy in a top hat or like a robot in a top hat uh, kind of proposing or trying to like and so it's it's really it's really odd it's like essentially two robots in love and then essentially the female robot trying to uh, 
be good enough for the male like robot and kind of goes crazy in the process yeah um it, it starts so so basically long story short uh they have to fight it so so to be a 9s begin to fight this this uh giant woman robot and 9s hacks into it and so he's like basically in its psyche and starts to see some weird stuff a lot of what what joe just talked about um and then uh but you you do kind of get to see that that it is taking like yorha unit parts and other robot parts and picking the best ones and then like adding them to its skeletal structure to kind of make this like monstrous sort of thing um and 9s kind of gets uh messed up from it so whatever it it was doing inside of its psyche he gets like sucked into this like giant mouth um yeah it's literally trying to consume his mind yeah. uh is essentially because the the reason one of the reasons why they were able to find the signal was because the black boxes were still intact uh, so they're getting a black box signal and yeah uh, so you kind of you can piece it together later on because uh, he'll he'll he says it later on that you know um, uh, the 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 units that are essentially being worn and are surrounding them uh, are still alive they they weren't just like converted they were actually they're they've been they were reprogrammed while still being alive not just you know killed and then reprogrammed Yes. Um, so I guess, and I'm, so you you can understand that if it ate their mind, you know that they would still have the body to use. Ah, uh, yeah. So it, it got a lot of practice doing that. Um, and so yeah, so so nine S is in there, and he's about to get his his mind eaten, but but on the outside, two B is still fighting, and she's conversing with the pod units and um, trying to figure out how to defeat this creature, and she suggests doing a hack of her own um but the pod says that's not advisable don't do that um so we go back inside to 9s and he uh gets sucked into the creature's mouth and he's uh barely hanging on uh and about and about to just he's about to be done for and that's when um i think it's like he like let's go and that's at that exact moment that's when 2b appears and grabs his wrist and is able to pull him out, and then they're able to defeat the uh, the evil robot together. Um, how do they do that again? Uh, like, do they just like zap it or something, or stab it, <laughs> like always? <laughs> uh, so what happens is, um, as she's fighting it, she exposes that there is a core in the center. Oh yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah. And so essentially, they they cause an opening. Uh, in which then the uh, the pod does a beam blast essentially uh, at the end and is able to destroy it that way. Uh, so, not, you know, since I haven't played the game, I don't know how accurate it is to that. I assume it's close enough. So I think you kind of just I don't remember. I I know you do damage a lot, and then you might have to you might have to go to those beam blasts to to uh, knock it out completely, but. But essentially, yeah, you kind of you do expose that that thing to it, if I remember right, and then and then start hitting that, and it's just a like it's it's a bullet hell, um, like a lot of a lot of the boss battles are, but but especially that one, I remember being a really big uh, bullet hell, and that was 
that part of the game was was in the um, kind of the trailer, but the the first uh, showcase of the game where they were showing the where they were showing the gameplay at at E three or one of the showcase things that was um, that that was the the fight that they showed because it's fairly early on and it's 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 pretty cool. It was pretty cool at the time. A lot of people liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, so they're able to finally defeat uh, this robot lady creature. Um, and yeah, you kind of get snippets that it sort of went insane from falling in love seemingly. Um, but it's destroyed finally. And, uh, and once it, it's, it's blown up and there's, and two B and nine S are safe. There's no, there's no other, uh, creatures trying to attack them. There are these two machines that come out from hiding and they immediately begin to beg essentially not to be killed. And yeah, uh, one, one of them comes out with a thing of flowers because it's a stage performance. They're like, you know, the whole, I'm going to throw flowers to the to the actress on stage as a bravo, you know? And yeah, so when the moment she sees the Yoraha units, you know, uh, she drops the flowers and then stumbles back. And then the second one jumps in front of them and like as, as, as if to shield it and then starts, uh, do you remember what exactly what they say? It says like my daughter don't, I mean, in Japanese, it's a little, it's a little bit more, uh, it was a little bit more, um, it, it wasn't as detailed, but in English it was saying like, please don't kill my daughter or spare my daughter or something like that. Yeah. And then the most like spare my daughter, like that's when nine S just decapitates, uh, the parent unit and then immediately then stabs the child unit. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and then uh, tells, uh, immediately then tells uh, 2B that you can't hesitate when killing them. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, like, I really like the end, like uh, the endings of these episodes, because it, it, like, hits you and then cuts off and just makes you think about it with the episode, like, it goes black and shows the episode title, and it's just like, what did I, it just gives you a second to just think about like what you just saw. But yeah, he says, um, he just says it very coldly, like looks over his shoulder back at Tubi and says, you can't hesitate Tubi. And, like, and then black, it's like, wow. So, I mean, what 9S just went through in that, in that portion, he was just nearly killed by these creatures. Um, and so whenever they do come out, even though, they are, you know, safe. Um, you kind of can't really tell if it's, if it really is his programming or his mission or his duty that caused him to just go and immediately kill those other two harmless robots. Or um, if, it kind of, it does roll back to the beginning of the episode though, uh, when he's talking with Jackass and Lily because he immediately, you know, uh, Jack is talking about there's a potential to uh, negotiate a ceasefire. There's been, um, there has been precedent for uh, being able to, to talk to them. And uh, he, he's very much against it the entire time. He's, he is almost a zealot in that fact where he's just like, no, because, you know, we can't, uh, we have to kill them all. Uh, if we were to cease, do a ceasefire, all of our comrades, what have they died for? What have we spent all of our time for? You know, it's it all be for like essentially be for nothing. 
and he's just completely one one track mind uh where this is you know and that's you know like i said it's part of that you know uh, quote-unquote programming or how much but because they're also they're fed this dogma where you know the whole you know glory to humanity um you know it's just like you know and this rolls right back to that though he you know he practices what he preaches you know he doesn't think well, that there is a, a middle ground well yes but but he also they also decided to keep from attacking um the machines that were earlier on in the parade which which is a different situation and they they had a mission to go on but but the the like the like kind of coldness that he just went over and slaughtered those other two, uh, other two machines. It, it's it seemed to me like beyond just like doing the job. I, I think that his I think that his what he would say in that moment is oh I'm just doing my job. But I think that there's a little bit more emotionality under the surface. But you know I can but like you, you could say like there's not really anything. To support oh, no, that. he's a serial killer, hands down. I mean, but at the same time, it's you know what the question is: is he like what? What drives him? Is it you know how much of it is his own personal experiences? Because you know he's constantly getting his his mind wiped. Um, so there's there you know part of it's baseline programming, but at the same time, is it uh, are they did they drink the Kool Aid? Do they believe how much of it? You know, because you see some of the other ones, like the resistance members, they're skeptical in a lot of ways of, you know, um, what are we doing? They, here? they, yeah, they, they follow the same protocol, but they're very, they're still skeptical uh, while he's very much like hook, line and sinker. Uh, but you even notice the commander, she starts to set, you know, she shows a little, like, I think she grips her fist or like she kind of holds, bites her tongue almost like she, she holds off. Yeah. When trying to, re- you know, when they're given the orders to constantly like, no, no, you got to go fight. You got to, you know, you guys got to die. Uh, you know, essentially she's just, she wants to say something, but he then goes like glory to humanity. And she goes, and then she has to pause and she's like, she's just all like, right, now I, I got to say, I got to do my mantra, whatever. you know? And yeah. so that's exactly, uh, you know, but you, you said you even see that in her at that yeah. moment, right beforehand, you see that she, you feel that you feel that she's going to say something. A little irritation. Wants to. Yeah. Yeah. There's a hesitate. There is a hesitation there at least. Uh, so in this case, yeah, he's most definitely going above and beyond programming. Uh, but what, what pushes his mind to that is, you know, yes, there was this one instance of almost being murdered, but at the same time, he was already in that hyper aggressive mindset in the beginning of the episode. Um, he's very much, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Like what, you know, when you ask, why didn't he just murder all the parade people? Well, you're clearly asking to be outnumbered there. Yeah, you know, it's like, that's fair. So I think you know, that the point, I, I, I think that the show is just is just trying to make you wonder how much is he doing out of duty versus actual malice, actual hate, and it's it's like well, it's just trying to make you like wonder uh how much is is what yeah and you know all right uh so yeah that was that was this one and then the ending for the the puppet the theater puppet at the end <laughs> yeah i i think this is probably the weakest uh, of the puppet shows for i've sure. seen uh it was just sort of like the the main the the, the commander 
ordering them around and them kind of being like, well, I don't really want to do that. And then they just like, and he's like, well, they some of them desert and they don't have the, the manpower to win the war. And then the, that's how they lost the end. And it's like, okay, that's didn't quite have the same pop as the first three episodes, but it's whatever. I still appreciate, I still appreciate these puppet shows. Uh, they're, they're still really dumb and funny, but yeah. Um, overall, I think it was sort of just a perfunctory episode. Um, probably the weakest episode I've seen so far. Um, but then again, maybe I'm just kind of getting used to the, the, the cadence of the show and, 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 and how it works. Um, but for you, how did you feel? Did you feel like it was about the same as the others or, or how? Yeah, I, I feel that it's, you know, it didn't really, um, you know, it, it's flushing out, you know, uh, 9S a little bit more. It's showing it's you have, like I said, I noticed some of those subtle background details a little more uh, for myself. Mm. Um you know they 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 add some questions like you know what was the um uh what was the instance that they they talked about in the beginning of the episode about uh when jackass was talking about there's you can negotiate peace uh you know there's there's a couple interesting points in there but at the same time yeah this is very much a let's go through the motions let's fight the boss battle um i like the fact that when they go to to one of these major key locations like the desert or like the amusement park it has the title card essentially or the lower third come in like you know this is your stage name yeah. uh you know like you know level whatever you know so i was like okay that's it keeps yeah, me where i am i i, I kind of wonder if if the show like if the show needs more not really filler but just maybe more um, space between locations and what they're trying to do a little bit more of a buildup uh, because I do feel like it's like wham this wham that bam this and it's like okay I'm kind of getting like I don't really know what's going on um, if, if, I've, if I'm watching it as a brand new like uh, as a newcomer to this series I'm like okay well we got this we got that we got that and it's all been kind of thrown at me but I don't really have I don't have a lot of love built for the characters and stuff like that around it. So I'm kind of just wondering if they're, they're trying to squeeze in more than they, than they need to, because they're afraid that they're going to get canceled and not get to tell their whole story. I don't know. Yeah. Not really sure. Uh, it's, um, it almost feels like, uh, you know, like I said, they're going through the, the main events. Uh, it's kind of paint by numbers. I think it's, the action, you know, I kind of wish they would almost carry out or flush it out a little bit more in their own way yeah. because there's less, you know, they they don't want to add too much story uh, outside of the original game. And they don't seem to really, it's kind of hard to translate some of that action scenes because, you know, it's in playing the game is more satisfying generally than watching it. Yeah. Uh, so when you're when you're watching a fight scene, you're like, okay, yep, that's an anime ass fight scene. Uh, so you know, to be you know slices through a bunch of the uh, you know the enemies in a very you know anime fashion, and it's like an explosions behind her. I'm like, okay, yeah, that that well, makes sense. It, you, but you can you can see you know you can see a lot of the seams on the budget there, uh, like when the action starts happening because it is, um, especially now that we're getting past the first three episodes. Uh, the, the the big money making episodes until we get to the end at least you know we're seeing a lot of pretty stilted animation um, and cutaways from things that would cost a lot um, to actually do so you can just tell that there there's not 
a lot of of budget that's going to be thrown at this, like a like a bigger name show, and it's sort of just par for the course, I think. See, I don't think I I don't really find a problem with that. The, the only thing if I would have a quote unquote problem with is their hard cuts uh, from different locations. Yeah, because you know they went from Jackass and Company up to space, back down to a random building as they got their new briefing, then cutting over to the amusement park. And it's just like it's very it's very much a hard cut, and I would chastise any movie for doing something something similar, being like, okay, we're in a meeting. Now, next scene is the like the you know a different uh, group of people. Then we're coming back to the main heroes. Here they are on horseback, um, and then quick cut. Now they're on foot again. It's kind of something like that. It's just like I would I'd criticize a movie for doing that. Uh, so I would also criticize this for just having too many rough cuts. But I feel that I'm wondering if they're just showing different loca- locations from the you know from the game. So when they were on that rooftop, I was like, okay, I'm it's you know. But they oh. also needed to throw in the space shuttle. So instead of it's it's easier to have them stationary than it is to have them in motion going to the next location walking uh, yeah and stuff yeah, like that, yeah walking or riding you know, uh, being on a, being in a vehicle or something like that so it's just easier just to be like hey um this is the plot point now we're just going to cut over and you don't necessarily ha- you know like we also don't need that filler of mm. uh yeah here they are walking here they're just making idle chatter you know but i kind of feel like that i would want a little bit more lore a little bit more something from him uh but you know, Yokotaro is very much, uh, he likes to keep things like close to the vest when it comes to anything lore related, and he likes to sprinkle it as he sees fit. So it's kind of hard to yeah, I, uh, I, break that wall. I think that they're trying to, they're doing these jump cuts to different locations because, like, one thing that you will notice, especially nowadays, but even kind of back then about the game is that the locations, there's not very many of them, and they're all ugly. They're not, they're, it's, I mean, people liked the graphics whenever it first came out, but as far as like the actual, like, like just the, the, the graphics themselves, like, okay, this is, this is like rendered, like this is like high definition or whatever, but, but the actual, the backgrounds and the environments okay. was ugly. I mean, it was ugly from the jump. And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I really want to play this because this game is like ugly in, in, in those terms. So I think they're, they don't want to spend a lot of money on, making the backgrounds better and also making them look different from the game. Um, and so they're like, well, this is ugly. So we need to move on to, to the next thing. So people don't get bored, I guess. I don't know, but um, it's a, it's a, it's a show. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes and we'll uh, keep on talking about it uh, every week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, honestly, it, it's, it's a, it was a fine episode and, uh you know i i think i think it's going in a decent direction so anyways uh yeah this was uh this is our episode four uh you had the name on this one right yeah the name of this one is a mountain too high do you know why they bracket certain letters of the titles i've been trying to figure this one out it uh, just, it's, it's a very stylized choice but i was just like i don't know the h and high is within brackets and i'm like this doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. It's just to fuck with you. Um, no, but not always. Sometimes there is a reason. I don't know if there's always a reason. I think there is sometimes where there is a reason, though. I can't think of a time for sure, though, when, when there was. But, uh, yeah, it's mostly just to fuck with you. It's mostly just, like, uh, it's just Yoko Taro just being, just being weird. And, yeah, you know, like, a lot of Japanese, like, like a lot of anime will have like 
you know, like Hunter Hunter has an X in it. And a lot of anime have X's or colons or whatever. They don't really understand English letters. They're just kind of like, well, it's multiplication too, right? Which is fair. It's dumb. But I, yeah, I was looking at it. I was looking at it. Like at first, I was like, well, is he trying to do a message? Like a very simple, like, hey, follow the brackets. But then I'm like, by episode three, you're like, nope, because it's uh, B, S, M, and now H. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make squat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anything in all the poking around that I've done that uh, that makes that makes it make sense. But for this episode title, A Mountain Too High, I don't really know what it's exactly alluding to. Um, so maybe we'll find out later. Did you pick up on what they meant by A Mountain Too High? So the only thing that I could think of is like either to overcome the odds of for, uh, you know, the small man squad trying to fight like the huge army in front of them. Um, or if you're looking at more individual, um, the, woman. the one particular, the one, yeah, the one robot trying to um, overcome and trying to con- constantly make themselves better slash worthy enough in their mind for this person. That's probably and what it, it No is, matter what, yeah. never seemed to be good enough. And even at the very end, it's just like, you know, constantly asking, am I beautiful? You know, like, so you, they couldn't, no matter what they did, they couldn't seem to get like the approval they needed. Um, so I'm not really sure. Like I said, it's it, once again, reading maybe far too into the left field of this one. Who knows? No, but, I think, I think that's probably pretty accurate. And then, and then uh, 9S going in and not being able to overcome, um, uh, the, the, the hacking situation and then the commander not being able to overcome the disembodied voice. So maybe like a little bit of, of everything and, and all in between, but yeah, probably the, uh, the lady robot, um, the boss robot is the main, main point of that. But yeah, anyway, so overall I thought it was okay. Uh, looking forward to the next one, but, um, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for watching to the end if you did um and uh we'll see you next time take it easy guys bye